right back. I just, I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, half a million. For a show, and we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Boys, boys. Baby, we in here. Yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Happy, happy Monday, everybody. It is 4.30 PST, and you know what that means. That means Black versus the Board of Education is on your airways live on Facebook and YouTube. My name is Miss Laureen, and I will be your host as usual. Uh, but before we get the party started, you know we got to kick it to the crew to get some introductions. So I'm going to start with the folks to my, what are you, you my left, right, left? Okay, and we're going to start with Jalen to my left. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my love. Hello, my name is Jalen Scott. I was a part of the podcast team at the end of last season, so now I'm here full-time, back, ready to get it popping. <laughs> Let's go. All right, welcome back. Uh, it is season three, and we got a veteran in the on the crew. Come on, Anaya, talk to him. Hey, everyone. My name is Anaya. I'm back for season three, and I'm currently a senior in high school. Woo-woo! Class of 2023. Uh, sitting right next to you is who? Hi guys, my name is Jada. I am a senior, class of 2023 this year as well. Hi, glad to be back. And of course, we can't forget our virtual family joining us. Of course, they're returning for season three, our heavy hitters. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and throw it to Sam. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Samuel. I'm in sixth grade now. I was in fifth grade last season, you know, it's an upgrade, you know. <laughs> Not the I'm, I'm still 11, almost 12. My my 12th birthday is in 11 days. Okay, come um, on with your 12th birthday. Come on, yeah, Sam. That's it. Awesome, awesome. Miss Melissa, my, my co-pilot, the one who's been with me the longest, go ahead and introduce yourself. Welcome back, love. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa, and I am a junior in Los Angeles, and I'm 16 years old, and I'm really excited to be back. Awesome. So not only did you hear our uh, theme song, but the truth is we are in here and we're ready to start season three. Before we get started, though, before before we, we have to give a major shout out to the James B. McClatchy Foundation's Lifting Local Voices grant who provided the monies for the upgrade. Go ahead and give it up for them. Where, where's my where's, come on? Where's my? Come on, DJ. Let's go. And also, we uh, we couldn't have done this without our production team, Mr. Doyle, Mr. Dennis. He's a, um, and Tevin behind the scenes, uh, getting us straight for today. <laughs> so we are super excited to be back. And you know, we wouldn't be Black versus the Board of Education without a little bit of drama. Um, we have a couple of stories that I need y'all to put your eyes on. Um, and so we're gonna go to story number one because people just been flat out tripping. I don't know what's wrong with people. I guess they didn't think we was coming back or something. Um, but we're going to go ahead and uh, as soon as that gets queued up, we're going to look at a couple of stories. So check this one out, you guys. A private school fired a teacher today after an audio recorder attached to a student's backpack captured what was happening in the classroom. Gunner Jason Allen reporting from DeSoto that police have now also opened an investigation. In a preschool classroom at DeSoto Private School, don't set up again. You either. Lay it down. Not playing with you. An unseen recorder confirmed a mother's suspicions that something wasn't right. I don't want this mess. You ain't did nothing that I told you. Get over here. 
you to do one like this on the dot. Do all of these have dots? No. They do not. I was completely floored by what I heard on the recording. Rakaia Waters told us her son Terrence had been coming home daily, complaining he wanted a new teacher. Asking around, she says other parents told her they had concerns in the same class in the past. She went to administrators twice, but she said their solution was to move her son to a class with younger kids. Super alarming to me because there are several teachers that are within arm's length of her on a daily, and no one saw fit to report the abuse or the verbal abuse or the physical abuse. The school's executive board chair told me there had been no complaints before and that it was a shock when she heard the audio. She escorted the teacher out of the building that same day, and the school's board voted to terminate her today. The school's been in the community more than 50 years, and leaders there told me they welcome any investigation into what happened. Police confirmed they took a report from Waters and have assigned it to a detective, but there are no pending charges against the former staff member yet. In DeSoto, Jason Allen, CBS 11 News. So this is the thing. <laughs> you got people who have completely lost their mind that should not have any access to kids. And I mean, Sam, uh, talk to me. What? Uh, These are preschoolers. You shouldn't be yelling at them like this if they don't do, do exactly what you say. You're, they're not soldiers. They're not military soldiers. They're they're four year olds. They're like three and four year olds. They're they're not gonna do everything you say as at, at the moment you do it. You need to be patient with these kids. You're gonna traumatize these kids like they're in preschool. This is the most productive um and the most learning part of their life where they learn their life lessons and what to do and what not to do. You know, the foundations of your life when you're three, four, five, when you're entering the school system. So yelling at these kids like this is completely unacceptable. Come on, Sam. I I agree, Jada. It was a little alarming. Like the first audio, it sounded like every time she said something, there was a smack. In my mind, I think that she's beating the kids. Like that was the first thing that popped into my mind. I'm like, is she really beating some kids because they're not following instructions the first time? Like, what are we doing? This is what we do at school now? Like, y'all are crazy. Anaya, talk to me. Um, I completely agree with what Jada said. And it was very weird the way she's talking to them in a very hostile way. Um... I believe with younger kids, you need to talk to them kindly. I understand they're not following directions, but maybe repeat that instead of yelling at the kids. It's going to make them not want to be around you, not want to be at school. And then they're going to have a bad experience with school and maybe not want to come back. Now, I don't know if y'all noticed, but the homegirl sounds like a black lady to she me. She do. Yeah. Jalen, does that matter or, or can anybody get the smoke? Anybody can get the smoke because not everybody is fit to be a teacher. Everybody will. A lot of people want to be a teacher, but a lot of people are not meant to be teachers. That's the mm. thing. Uh, we have a lot of people who they say they're good with kids until they get into a room with a bad kid. <laughs> now you're not good with kids. So you really have to really think, am I really good with kids or do I think I'm good with kids? Oh, do I think I'm good with good kids? Yeah. And I think one of the, the most interesting things about it, and I'm going to get Melissa on here as soon as she uh, turns on her camera, let me know she's ready. Um, I just have a problem with the fact that we have these folks in our schools who are just running rogue <laughs> and it's like they don't have any sense. Um, mom would not have found out if she wouldn't have put a recorder in the baby's backpack. Uh, do you guys find that weird or I mean, what what's coming on? What, what you thinking? It's crazy how a mom would even have to go as far as to put a recorder in a kid's bag. Like, the fact that the kid kept coming home saying that he didn't like his teacher, he didn't want to be there anymore, is very alarming. So the fact that she had to take those lengths to putting a recorder in the bag just to ensure his safety, that's ridiculous. If no recorder, Melissa, do you think that they would have thought mom was telling the truth or would they have looked into it deeper? What do you think? They wouldn't have thought she was telling the truth if she hadn't had the evidence because these things are constantly happening because there's no evidence because people don't want to believe the kids. And sometimes the parents don't even want to believe the kids. And that's mm. a problem. Believing the kids, is that important? What do you think, Anaya? Yes. 
is it do you think it's easy for students to come and tell their parents what's going on on campus um no why tell me why there could be a lack of trust in the house mm. or there could be a lack or not a lack but the kid might not be hurt or the parent might ask well what did you do to provoke the teacher what did you do wrong Ooh. Mm, yeah you you agree i agree i feel like sometimes when kids come to adults about a problem they may be having in class the first thing i feel like the parent would do was to go ask the teacher when they should be believing their kid you know they they'll automatically assume that well you know you have to follow your teacher's instructions because da 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 cuz they're the superiority in the classroom and so it's like it kind of like they dismiss it because it's like, mm. oh, my kid's just like not listening, et cetera, et cetera. But if a kid comes to a parent too many times about the same teacher, the same situation, I think that that's like, it's, first of all, it shouldn't get to that point. But that's when you really need to step in and be like, OK, what, what is this teacher actually doing? Samuel? I think that it shows it. the reason why this happens so often or it happens with no evidence is because there's a power imbalance. We're talking about five-year-olds, even eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, three-year-olds in this case, talking to a grown woman that's like 30 or 40 years old. No, that was a Nana. <laughs> she had she had years so, of smoke in that so, voice. So 65 <laughs> at most. 65. So, so you're, you're just, you're nervous as a kid. Okay, there I am. Okay. You're nervous as a kid, like you're, you're four years old. You're like, Oh, because you think that adults at that time, you think that adults know what they're saying and you should listen to adults instead of trying to come up with your own ideas at that time because you don't because you're not. That's when you began to talk to come up with your own ideas. So mm. you just follow your teacher, your parents. That's what you're taught when you're younger. So you could act like that's normal and that could just be normal instead of you recognizing as a four-year-old that that's a problem and in that mm -hmm. case that kid he recognized that he he didn't like that kind of uncomfortability and situation with that teacher and her yelling at him and screaming at him and directly disrespecting him mm. Jalen, do you think that students can feel when a teacher doesn't care for them absolutely they can it's uh you get the vibe from anybody. It, it doesn't even matter. It has to be a teacher. You can get the vibe from anybody because, um, especially for the teachers, you're in a class with tw usually 20 to 30 people, and teachers usually pick favorites from the jump. Oh. So the you can feel when you're one of the favorite kids, and you are you can feel when you're one of the kids that you're like, uh, she doesn't really like me that much. So it's all about the reading of the energy and – the tone of voice and how often I get picked when I raise my hand. If I don't get, if I raise my hand and somebody else raised their hand, who does she call? Every People pick up on that type of thing. So I think, yes. Does it matter the age or do you think as you get older in the school system that it's something that you start to really hone in on? Or do you think it doesn't matter the age that you can automatically tell when someone doesn't like you? Um, I think it's more of a thing where the the older you get, um, because you little kids can uh, sense that, but it, it takes more um, more obvious actions. You can pick the older you get, you can pick up on the subtle actions like the oh, I've raised my hand three separate times and I've only got picked one time, but nobody else was raising their hand and she mm -hmm. was picking on other people, stuff like that. You can as a kid, you're like oh well, maybe you you're like I don't know why. But the older you get, you can pick up on the people skills of why I'm not getting picked on. Do you think that or do you find it interesting that this was a black woman? Honestly, no. Okay. Um, I would say no because I feel like Maybe it's just because I have a lot of aunties and a lot of grandmas, but they kind of have this like old school way of doing things. And I know, I guess back in the day, they used to like actually like be able to like hit you, I guess. So I'm Some guessing. Some of y'all need to be hot. <laughs> but in a school system <laughs> full of random. Whoa, whoa. But in a school system full of random kids, I wouldn't want to send my, my kid anywhere that the teacher's beating on them. Like, 
Yeah. Personally, that's just not me. And so I feel like if it's not something that either the school system has agreed upon where it's like, this is what we do here. If you don't like it, you don't have to bring your kid here. If it's not a collective, I don't think that you should be doing it on your own as an own individual teacher. And I don't think that should be tolerated or normalized in the classroom. Melissa, do words hurt worse Absolutely. than physical? Oh, that's hard. It's really hard because like, I don't know if it depends on like the situation necessarily, but no one should be making you feel less than no matter if it's physical, verbal, emotional, like especially if you are in a situation where an adult, a, a parent is trusting you with their child, like no one should feel less than in any situation. So I don't know if one is worse than the other, but overall it's make depending on the situation, it's making someone feel less than, it's making a child feel less than, and that doesn't go for any situation. And that absolutely will not be tolerated. I wish parents understood uh, that we are here and, and we like to smoke. We we like adults who do these things to kids because then we get to go in and show out uh, and, and match that energy, right? And so I think that it's important, but um, we're going to bring it a little closer to home. We had someone cutting up in a school district near us. It's actually in between us and L.A. Uh, that second story, Tevin, go ahead and let us let us have that. So apparently there's no audio to it. I don't know how we got a story with no audio, Tevin. So this young man is apparently autistic. And this happened at a school in Fresno. And I don't know how Tevin picked the audio clip with no audio, but uh, we gonna keep it moving. But um, he was allowed to resign and he was hired as a VP in a different school district in the midst of the investigation. The only reason this has come up now is the school district just released the footage this last week. And so, again, when we have people behaving badly, it's starting to be more like we see with law enforcement in some cases where they're just allowed to transfer instead of being held accountable what say you, Sam, when you look at that video? What what in the world? First off, I I am just flabbergasted. It's it's bad enough to push a kid anytime when you're a grown adult in your 40s. That kid is probably like 10, probably my age, 11. Why yeah, are you pushing a kid that hard? That, you, what? What? For what reason? And then to add on to injury, he's autistic. Like, what? What? What possesses you to do that to a child? For for what? For for what? And then I like how the school board released it until he uh moved to another us. Uh, I I mean the um, the district. Uh, released the video when he moved to another district and became the VP of another school in the, in another district. So it's like, well, we're, our hands are clean of him, so we can release the video now. Mm. So that person, that VP, I want to say Boldheart or some crazy name that, that he has, uh, was allowed to go over to a high school. He went from an elementary school to a high school. Um, the parents have just been besides themselves because they're just now seeing the video melissa your mouth is wide open talk to me what are we talking about the fact that he was able to resign that's my first problem the fact he was able to resign if that video would not have been released he would have been able to resign and move on and do that to more kids like sam was saying it adds on to the fact to the entire situation the fact that he's autistic that's a problem you are an adult you need to know, and you're in a school system, you need to know how to work with all kinds of children, not just the children that you like. You need to work, need to know how to work with all kinds of children. And mm. I know you said like the video was just released, so it, he's still the vice principal, even though this video has been well, released. He's been placed on pay, uh, administrative leave currently from the new school as soon as the video came out they placed him on administrative leave but i want to i want to before you guys give me some more interactions 
I want you to play that video again and I'm just going to give some commentary because I want to point a couple of things out. Um, I want y'all to look at this because it's, it's very weird. You have a group of adults standing around. He's pointing at something somewhere. Um, and then he steps up to this man and this man is not really saying anything per se. He's looking at him. And then he talks to the other adult. Nobody intervened in this place or in any time you have the person over here on the table doing some stuff. You got this person behind them. You have a room full of adults and look at how they react. Nobody goes to grab the child. Nobody checks him, pushes him away. Everybody just kind of looks and like, Oh, and had this video not been released. I mean, I see a whole bunch of people who need to be fired personally. Like what you see, Jalen? What talk talk to me? What they, do you see? They made it look like it was a normal occurrence. Like, no. why did he walk towards the kid with his backpack like nothing happened? Like, I was like, first of all, you okay, you're not gonna check the dude for pushing the kid. You're not gonna go check on you're not gonna go rush to go check on the kid. You're gonna walk over there at your pace with your backpack on your arm, like nothing just happened. And then we can't even see it. The, the lady looked kind of like she was rushing to go get him. But I, you, I didn't you, see nobody nah. rushing. I didn't see nobody it's rushing. A, it seemed like nobody was shocked. Nobody was That's shocked. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it seems like everybody was just like, eh, normal occurrence. Like, how many other students you been shoving to the ground? Talk to him. Like, <laughs> I mean, the lady was just mobbing the table. She's like, mm, yeah, it's cool. Like, are we being for real right now? Like. Maybe uh, that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. Come on, Anaya, because you over it there in the was, corner quiet. Let's talk to me. So nonchalant. Yeah. Like they've seen it before. And the fact that nobody rushed to the adult to try to go push him out the way, like that's okay. Checking on the kid obviously should be your first thought. But getting the adult away, because you see how in the video the adult who pushed the kid walked towards him. No, you need to get him away. And the way that the other guy, the bald guy, just kind of walked like nothing happened, it's just. So nonchalant. It's just weird. I think I, like, I don't know. Maybe he was throwing his, his backpack on, but it seemed like he just shrugged. He was just like, mm, yeah. and just started walking. And I'm just like, we for real right now? Like, first of all, not saying don't check the adult, but if you see an altercation between an adult and a child, and you know the child has... Is it, is it an altercation? If it's an adult and a child, is that an right. altercation? That's true. That's true. Because I see a power imbalance. Melissa, is there a power imbalance? Samuel, somebody talk to me. There's, there's absolutely a power imbalance. And I either none of them see it or they all see it and they don't care because Ooh. from the first moment when the the boy pointed over his shoulder or wherever he was pointing to you can see the lady almost moving his arm out the way like she almost cares but then if she would have cared if she cared she would have gone the extra mile to try and separate the two if she saw where this was going if she obviously knows how this guy acts violently towards children because like you said, no one was surprised when he pushed him. So if you guys know how this guy is acting and actually care about the students, then you would have from the beginning when you saw the guy who should not have this job with children, if he's going to push children, if you saw from the first moment when the kid pointed over his shoulder and looked uncomfortable, then you should have tried to separate them in the beginning, not at fault of the kid, but of the adult who should not have this job. And the adult that was an that was an exer that was a use of force that didn't even need to be like it was. So Let's go back to the video real quick because I want to point something else out to you guys because he said I want to say this this grown man said that the child assaulted him first okay and so I want you to look he steps up to him you see he steps up to him and then he walks away I don't know what the conversation is nobody knows what the conversation but watch him approach this man again. Um, and he, he steps up to him. He's pointing at something. I don't know what he's pointing at, but then he pushed him with all of his might point at him. and pointed at him like he's in the wrong. And I have a problem with adults who bully children. And the fact that you had a whole bunch of people in my mind, they are accomplices to this crime of child abuse and they need to be charged. Yep. He was charged with misdemeanor child abuse um i don't i I'm, i mean i that sounds like a little bit of a slap on the wrist being that this is on video and i'm not a lawyer but um the amount of force that he 
dealt with that child in that seems to me to be egregious conduct of an adult male and he needs to be held accountable and he needs to be stripped of his position and he needs to be banned from working in any school anywhere at any time period i'm so confused at the lack of care and concern people seem to have when it comes to protecting black children and and honestly this is not an anomaly because here in Sacramento, we have, or I'm sorry, Elk Grove, we've had something similar happen where you got a bunch of boneheads in positions of power and nobody seems to have any common sense. So here, you guys are well aware, and, and Anaya, you and I are going to talk because I was on campus and you came to see me. Yes? Okay. Yes. So here at Monterey Trail High School in Elk Grove Unified School District, a couple of weeks ago, we had a child assaulted with a fire extinguisher during lunch where he had his back to someone. Someone is clearly seen on video, which was posted to social media. Someone is clearly seen walking into a cafeteria and removing a fire extinguisher from his backpack, walking into the, the cafeteria after being pointed out by another student walking into the cafeteria and striking this young man in the back of his head with a fire extinguisher. Not only did he strike him one time, he struck him twice the, the second time when he was unconscious on the ground. Now, I wasn't there, right? I'm not on your campus, right? Um, but it would seem to me that adults who know that a room full of children saw this occur would take some care, consideration, and concern to deal with the after effects of the trauma, right, to the student body. So I know I was on campus that next day, and we'll talk about that. But as a student who's on campus, can you kind of give us your interpretation or your how you saw the situation and what transpired after that? And maybe, and I'll come back to some more questions that I have, but let's start there. What what are you what were you feeling um when this or after this, directly after this happened? Because my understanding is it was airdropped on campus and then pretty much almost immediately uploaded to social media. So can you talk to us about that? So it happened. So we have two lunches. We have A lunch and B lunch. I'm at B lunch, and that's when it took place. So it happened on the other side of the cafeteria as me. And at first, I thought it was just a fight because usually when fights break out at my school, it's a group of people. And because of the sport I play, I can't be around fights. So I was already going to leave because I didn't want to be around that. And then we heard that um, that the a kid, student. Uh -huh. that it was a fight but the kid got hit with a fire extinguisher. Okay, so and you I, guys were under the impression that it was a fight that took place. Yes, that they were okay. fighting, and then out of nowhere, I guess he got hit. Oh. And then come to find out, I was walking, and a guy was showing the video, and then I saw it that he just came up and got hit, and I was like, guys, like that's not a fight. He got assaulted. So people were like, oh, there was a fight, there was a fight, but really he was just assaulted. Um. So they had to clear out the cafeteria, so we couldn't go back in. And then after that, I had PE, and it's athletic PE. So for cheer, we usually go in there and stunt, so we had to be outside. We saw the police cars come, the ambulance came. There was, I believe, his, well, I saw his brother outside. There were parents there. And then after school, there was just more police than they usually are okay. at the gates. So. so when you're saying that they cleared out the cafeteria, and that you guys couldn't go back in. My understanding is that happened so they can contain the scene. Yes? Yes. Okay. And so when I came the next day, and I don't want to give too many details because my goal is to get the family on so we can talk to them about what happened. Um, our job is to go in and look at the protocols and the procedures. Did you go with us the next day to the campus? No, I went after. Okay. You went after? After you came back. Okay. Um, so we we kind of dispatched the team there because I was there in the morning for like four or five hours. And then after I came back, 
I dispatched a team to go and sit with you guys, which they wouldn't let them have access to you guys, by the way. Um, oh, so you I was invited by Tevin. Like, okay. He was like, did you hear? He texted me. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, you're here. Like, yeah, I'm coming. But I didn't hear after that morning. I didn't hear them say like, oh, they're here right now. Come and see them. After that, I heard about it from Tevin. And I was the only student that had come. Crazy because mm -hmm. the vice principal came and said that we announced it over the loudspeaker that uh, mm. that we were here. Mm. And so you ended up texting me that morning. Can you kind of talk about why you texted me out of everybody? <laughs> so going in, I was already driving up to school. I already didn't want to be there mm. just because of what had happened. And then we have one of our vice principals every morning. He's like, Good morning, welcome to school. But this particular morning, he was like, hurry up and get to class. Basically like, hurry up, the bell's about to ring, get to class. So me walking in, thinking about what happened all night, coming into school, the first thing I hear is hurry up and go to class and sit down. Like, I don't want to hear that. That just made me more irritated. And then I said out loud, I said, you're making me not want to be here. Mm. Like you talking to me like that, the first thing I hear is that. Like, um, even if an email was sent out last night, they could have whipped up an email um, just maybe a summary of what happened, saying we're here for you. Those generic emails they send out, that would have been better than just silence or these staff meetings they had going on and no communication back to the students or parents. Yeah. And then when I get into my first, first period class, my teacher was like, oh, we just got out of a meeting. I had to rush over here, so we need to hurry up and get our work done. Again, I don't want to hear, like, I don't want to be rushed. So then that's when I had texted you. I said, um, something like, have you heard about how the school is going to go about this? And then that's why, and then that's when I asked the teacher, can I go to my counselor's office? Like I was on the verge of tears. I was just, when I get irritated, I start to cry. So, so when you guys have traumatizing things like this that happen on your campus, what do you want the response of the adults to be? And I'll go to Melissa first. What would you like to have seen? Happen. Like like Anaya saying like you would you want them to care, mm -hmm. you you simply want them to act like act like you matter, um, to give resources like how they didn't even tell the kids that you guys were on campus that they had resources available. They showed up the next day and act like nothing happened. I would have preferred for them to just completely cancel school the next day. Not only did all of these kids witness it in real time, it's also all over social media. These are friends, these are our family members. Like, I don't understand why they would come to school the next day. Like Anaya said, not sending an email out or anything. This is what happens. Like the parents are gonna hear about it. The kids are gonna go back home and talk about it. They're gonna be traumatized. So I don't understand why they're acting like nothing happened other than the fact that they simply don't care. And it's clearly shown here. When something traumatizing happens, I already don't want to come to school. Like Anaya is saying, I don't even want to be here. Back on campus, walking through these same halls in the same cafeteria where this just happened less than 24 hours ago. I don't even want to be here. But because I have to be here, I need you to act like you want me to be here. Because mm. if that I'm not here, then it's a problem. But in reality, you guys are the problem because you're not giving me any type of comfort whatsoever. Jalen. It's just these people just need to learn empathy, really. Mm -hmm. Like they need to learn that it, stuff is bigger than just school. Like we we seen a kid get assaulted all over social media and the first thing that they want to do is sweep it under the rug and be like, all right, we'll just mask it with schoolwork. Like you can't max, mask something that is traumatic like that with schoolwork. People don't even like schoolwork. So you're going <laughs> to mask something that they seem traumatic with something that kids don't like. And then you expect to have a good result. You're not going to talk about what happened. We're not going to offer any any um, any counseling, any anybody who needs to talk about it. They're not, not going to offer any of that. They're just like, you know what, go to class mm -hmm. and deal with it. And they wonder why people be having problems. Mm. Jada. I, I have seen this on social media. It was, honestly, it was scary. I didn't think that anything, like, when 
obviously when I see like a recording, I think my one of my friends who doesn't go there had sent me. I thought obviously, oh, it's just another stupid fight. Like I don't know why you send me this. I really don't care. Like mm-hmm. I don't even go there. And when I saw the kid get hit upside with the fire hydrant, I immediately was like oh my god and then when he hit him again that's like that's what really hit me i was like we're we're out here about to like murder people like that's what we do now in these school districts and it was crazy to me because at first it started off as like this alarming thing and i see friends close friend like on their close friends on instagram talk about you guys are laughing it's not funny and i'm like i'm so serious i see like tiktoks about it people that don't even go to our school are like making like memes out of it and I'm like, are we being for real? Like, y'all didn't turn a traumatic situation into a big joke. For people who don't go there, obviously, that'd probably be a big joke to them. But for people who are there and the school district doesn't do anything to comfort them, and I don't know if they're on social media or not, but they see people making fun and just joking about it. Like, somebody's life was almost taken. And mm-hmm. I, I need people to show a little more concern about it. Samuel. By the way, before you answer, Sam, did you guys see the video? Did any... did how many of you saw the video that's okay come on talk to me sam so my my thesis is aggravated assault with the the deadly weapon and or attempted murder happened on a school site and nothing was done about it the next day or what it wasn't even brung up it was just like well it happened let's move on the next Mm. day go to school do seven hours of classwork and move on it's just like it's so confusing what how are you going to say that you care about these students you want these students to succeed succeed in the future and you're a place of success and modesty and we are a proud traditional school how are you going to say that that you are a safe haven for students if you let this happen and there's no comfort for the students at all there's no rec- there's no re- consideration of the students and their mental health at all school in school mental health is treated with little regard it has to be the most extreme situation to have happen at school for a school to bring it up you Mm. it has to be like it has to be like basically a school shooting for for a school to bring it up like publicly and try to comfort the students and send out like uh emails and stuff why does it have to be go to that extreme for you to do something to help the kids because you're supposed to help the kids at all times. They're they're there for majority of their uh of their uh life when there's when they're learning and when they're starting out. So how are you supposed to be a safe haven for kids when this can happen on the school campus and you do nothing and you basically do nothing about it? And and I think that word that you brought up, safe, that that word continues to resonate with me. Because when I showed up at campus, the first thing that Anaya said to me in my ear when I made all them people leave the room was, I don't feel safe. So in those moments, in those times, what would you like adults to know? Anaya, I'll go to you first. What would you like adults to know so that they can help you feel safe? Because, you know, my my <laughs> my response to that is, come on, I'm about to take you away from here because I don't believe in leaving y'all in, in positions where people don't have the skills you need them to have in moments of crisis. So what would you like to have seen um, that day that would have made you feel safe? Um, my teacher talking about it as the first thing not making us write down the warm-up, um, maybe having a look, because it was still all very fresh, like mm-hmm. less than 24 hours. We were back at school, back in the classroom. Maybe him starting a conversation like, hey, I know we heard and most of us have seen what happened yesterday. Would anyone like to talk about it? How Or before that, how are you all feeling? Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable to do classwork? Just ask questions to make us feel like you care. And what, when I came back the next day, what my teacher said, and it was very um, ironic or interesting that he said that is 
because I brought it because I had brought it up to you that day how I said I feel like they don't care. Mm-hmm. Brought up to you in the principal. What he said was, it's not that teachers don't care. It's just we don't know how to have the conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, Learn. Uh, right. Like be uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, I honestly. Learn. <laughs> right. Like I honestly, I don't care if my teachers are uncomfortable having conversations because I'm uncomfortable being at school sometimes. Like mm. if I am forced to be there, you need to learn how to be an adult, learn how to be a good teacher and have these conversations that your students need. You say you care for us, then like act like it. Uh, what else did I want to see? Well, think about that because I'm going to go to Jada. <laughs> you said learn. Yes. Why did you say learn? That teachers need to learn. I feel like I feel like the same way that they like train adult. Well, I would hope. I think the same way that they like train adults for like lockdowns or uh, fire alarms. I feel like that should be also incorporated with how do you deal with the traumatic situation that just happened at school? How do you like, like, I feel like that day they like to have all these staff meetings i feel like they should have been setting up so what are we going to talk to the kids about because i know that that was a very traumatic experience let's put together like a curriculum like uh i don't know like like they like to these icebreakers like hey everybody get in a circle you know to you know i know it was very traumatic let's talk about it how do you feel etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know just put together like a plan as teachers all together so that no matter where the kid is don't like they could do that in advocacy they like to do a whole bunch of stuff in advocacy they like to prepare for college or talk about certificates and et cetera, et cetera. Like, let that be something that's been taught. The same way that you guys do on minimum days where advocacy goes first and all the classes are shorter. Let's do that because it's like, you guys want kids to be at your school so bad, then make us feel like you actually want us here. You guys want us to feel safe. You guys want us to study to be the best scholars we can in the right kind of environment. Create that space for us. Mm. Uh, I love, come on, Sam. I just want to say that in schools, mental health is still treated like it it is in the fifth, like it was in the fifties. Like, suck it up, go there, do your job. You like we don't care about you. Who cares about what's happening in your brain? If do you do you have a broken arm? You can still go to work. I don't care. Do you have a broken foot? Are you in the hospital? I don't care. Still go to work. Hmm. That that's how it's treated in schools. Like, hey, you your your mama your grandmama is in the hospital. Don't care. Go to school. Wow. And I think another thing I'd like to add. I feel like the reason why so many kids were laughing at it is I feel like it's so specific to my China generation. They're desensitized to a lot of stuff. Mm. So that's just social media, really. No, yeah. Social media made. Yeah everybody desensitized to everything it became something that was normal to see oh another person getting injured you see somebody you can literally see somebody get killed right on social media fights any literally anything and you're desensitized to everything that's just the nature of social media everybody turns everything to a joke now Mm -hmm. like no matter anything like i have certain friends who like go through certain things and like you know, I'll be careful around them to make sure like they're feeling comfortable, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I'll say something and then they'll bring it up and they'll laugh about it. And I'll be like, like, I'll be a little, I'm like, are you okay? They're like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just like, okay. Like, you know, I'm here for you if you want to talk. So they, they've jokes. normalized trauma and they've become desensitized to it. But really, have they? Because I saw, I see a lot of, um, when I was on campus, I saw a lot of tears. So are those just the kids that aren't desensitized or... What do you think? It's hiding it. Hiding it. Yeah, okay. like a coping mechanism. Yes. People like yeah. to turn trauma to humor, to laugh it off, so it doesn't have to hit as hard. Whereas, you know, when you sit in your feelings, you know, sometimes those feelings may overwhelm you and you don't want to feel that right now. Mm-hmm. So you just laugh about it. So one of the things that I was very, very um, shocked to know is that fire extinguishers are not locked in a case anymore. Oh, That they're just kind of out in the open and there's no kind of like trigger or mechanism attached to it that would notify somebody that some that one has been removed or um, compromised in any way. Um, Do you guys find that weird? Uh, Come on, Melissa. Yeah, I think that's that's really weird Um, because even if okay, it's out in the it's out in the open. It's not in the case, but I feel like even if it was it's a situation where there is a fire. Okay, a fire alarm hasn't gone off, but if you take the fire extinguisher out, 
there should be some kind of trigger that turns fire alarms on something. So in case it is a fire and it's an actual emergency and the fire extinguisher is being taken out to try and dilute this fire, that everyone's notified that there's a fire. Like I feel that's that's right. taking away safety mechanism. That's taking away an extra level of safety. Like why is the fire extinguisher there if there isn't also something going along with it? Like, okay, it's there for your safety, but at the same time, it's not. And it doesn't make any sense. And that's what I, I mean, <laughs> they have like things that, you know, that can trip a door. Like if you, if you go out of a door at a certain time or you breach a certain area on campus at a certain time, um, there are certain things that happen. The fact that we are in a social media generation, I've seen a lot of the comments uh, as well on some of these videos I've seen, you know, people put the little fire extinguisher emoji. Like when you, when you see this, you know, I'm about to do this to you. Right. Um, but I'm just wondering about copycats. Cause you know, there ain't no real original ideas out here in these streets. Um, I'm worried about people who don't know how to, you know, or have the adequate skills to deal with conflict to then turn around and resort to what they've seen because people have made it a joke. Do you guys ever think of that? Um, it It's a serious conversation and it's a big question that st kids are very um They absorb a lot of things and they, and they want to do the popular thing or they want to be like everybody else. The new joke, the new, they want to go viral, right? They, they want to go viral. viral. They want to mm -hmm. be the face of social media, quote unquote. So they might do something real stupid, like hit somebody over the head, um, trip somebody, make them fall down, bust their head open. It, they don't really care. It all depends on their social media um, fame. As well, I want to say that the schools are liable for this. You cannot have these type of lack of safety measures for the fire extinguishers which is a, which is a weapon it is a weapon that can be used as we as was demonstrated the school should be liable for this type of stuff but they're not they're it's just it's it's passed on as an individual crime instead of a combo it's the individual that did this but the individual wouldn't have the opportunity if the if the school had the proper safety measures Mm. And, and, you know, I actually had this conversation with an attorney friend of mine and he was saying that, um, based on, I don't know if he said the fire code, I can't really remember and I'll, I'll get it. If I mess it up, I'll, I'll correct it at some other point, but he was saying that fire extinguishers have to be out and accessible in case of a fire. So therefore, because it was out and accessible, um, they wouldn't be held liable because that's what they were supposed to do. But I'm more along the lines of you, Sam, because I got some damn common sense and all the time the law don't have common sense, right? Um, my thing would be, if you're going to have it out and accessible, there should be some sort of mechanism or, or notification that goes off, some silent alarm that goes off if one of these is, is taken or compromised in any way. If it was compromised and as and a fire broke out, you wouldn't be able to use it anyway. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, and I, I think that's going to be my bill idea. Um, if somebody decides to pitch it before me, you heard it here first because uh, people be copying. Um, but I think that that's going to be my bill idea to the folks in the legislature to put something in place to protect you guys by putting notifications on these fire extinguishers so that they are not used as weapons on campus. Um, I, I just... It's just egregious. Go ahead, Sam. And what what the the fire uh, the fire um alarms and the fire extinguishers they work with when there's a fire um that that happens they detect smoke they detect fire so why doesn't that happen with the fire extinguisher it it could be just like a fire alarm it unlocks when when it detects smoke or fire and then you can use it and then it's mm. uh, that's a great idea but you you can't just have it wide open open to anybody can just use it at all times for for even if there's not a fire so 
it's that's just a better strategy to use the open and accessible rule that is just like a fire alarm. It's just like a fire extinguisher. You don't use a fire extinguisher all day, every day. It's not constantly running. It's not the fire alarm is not constantly well, 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 well. Yeah, Jalen. So to go back to the to the uh, copycat. So I have this is the thing that I've always said is I've always said that clout is the new form of currency. Mm-hmm. So nothing mu- clout is low key more sought after the money nowadays because yeah. I mean you see people doing ridiculous things for clout Just we've like had people yeah do anything for clout they no. do anything for clout <laughs> i've never heard Offset. that song yeah it's a, a song no. called, it's a song called clout and it's, yeah. it's really a thing like people do anything for clout you literally you you have people who will run around and cause the most pain that they can to themselves trying to go viral you have Ain't that an mtv show where they yeah. would that's called Jackass. That was the the show. And now it's all uh, on TikTok. That's what it was called. Why are you yeah. looking at me? Why your eyes get big? That's what it was called. Just like they would go around and they would hurt themselves mm-hmm. uh, to put it on TV for viewers' consumption, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that, and I, I'm listening to what Sam is saying, and the thing that uh, what is funny, we're living in a different time. I don't ever remember being in school having to worry about whether someone was going to go get a fire extinguisher and hit somebody in the head with it. Like (laughs) that has never crossed my mind at all. So the fact that we're in this time and laws haven't evolved or uh, safety measures haven't evolved, um, they're normally very, very reactionary instead of proactive, right? And, and these people are running the schools and the district and they have no, no kind of, new ideas of how to um keep kids safe in this world that we're living in right now and it's it's really uh ridiculous and i'm just i'm sick of them and if you can't keep them safe then maybe you shouldn't have a school because personally i would want to be in a school that i know will keep me safe so well and i think that tawana always says it she says uh, I want you to send my kid home the way that I sent them to school. Right. <laughs> right. A whole individual. And, you know, that's important because if I would have sent my child to school and this happened to my child, I would be flipping over every desk that I could find to flip. And they would probably have to call law enforcement on me because I sent my kid to you in one piece and they're coming home broken. And that is a problem for me. Um, and And it should be a problem for so many other people. Um, I remember, you know, right after this happened, because, you know, we, we kind of stay pretty busy in the community. And somebody asked me, how do you all as Black Youth Leadership Project and your advocacy team, how do you deal with these situations where it's Black on Black? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my response was one that, you know, I deal with this just like it's any other situation. There's one family that calls me and I end up representing that family, right? Um, but it's it's really funny because you have all kinds of incidents happening on campuses and nobody has ever asked me, well, what do you do when it's Mexican on Mexican or white on white? It's only when they're talking about black children as if black children are the only ones that have issues with one another. Now, that's not to say that we haven't seen a whole lot of uh, situations lately where y'all been tripping. Black kids been tripping. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they've been set tripping on these campuses. Um, they're been, they've been dealing with each other very, very harshly. Um, and at some point, we're going to have to get a handle on that. And we're going to have to have some tough conversations as a community mm-hmm. uh, around this. But my ideology and I know some people are going to get mad and, you know, you take that up with Jesus. Um, but my ideology is we have a whole bunch of people from a specific group running every school in this area or in this uh, country. It's a specific demographic of people. And they came from folks who didn't even take care of their own kids during slavery. And they've become the the mm-hmm. authority on what it is to raise children. And what you see is a failure of people to take charge on campus. 
period. They don't know how to deal with black children. And because they don't know how to deal with black children, they deal with you punitively in some instances. And in other instances, because they don't know how to deal with black children and they don't want to deal with black families, they're just take their hands off of it. And so we never really have people who know how to um, code switch in that area. I believe in accountability for everybody. So that young person who hit him in the head, he needs to, he needs to be in jail. He does. Right. And, and if he gets out of jail and he tries to come back to school, he needs to be expelled from school because he is not only a danger to others, he's a danger to himself because people who walk around with fire extinguishers in their bag ain't wrapped too tight. I'm, I said it. That is not normal behavior. Right. And so he needs to be held accountable. But on the flip side, we've seen black girls going at it on Laguna Creek's campus where they're dealing with each other like they have no love for one another. Same on Franklin. You know what I mean? We have or, or Toby Johnson is the newest one, right, where we have these kids going at each other and there's no real desire to bring the families together to try to see if we can squash it before it blows up and it becomes something that's unmanageable. And so what responsibility would you guys like to see these administrators take in the decline of the fabric of the school environment? Jalen. They, the administration usually knows when the, some people are funking. So. It's How do they know? Because a lot of people, they hear from classrooms and people would talk during classrooms. The teachers hear what's going on. Mm. They, 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 low-key be setting people up next to each other they be they the teachers have their own little game in the classrooms where they'll set somebody that they know that they that people don't like they'll put them <laughs> next to people it's a whole game really? it's a yeah. whole game in like, the system oh so. you said yeah yeah say two people are like super close close friends i guess they'll make sure that they like far yeah. apart on the other side of the classroom but like, they know but you but say you 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 know somebody you don't like they's like okay we're gonna sit them kind of close to each other just to see what's gonna happen and maybe in their right, yeah, maybe yeah, them to each other to resolve the problem. Yeah, see if they gonna resolve the problem. Like knowing dang well, right. that's not gonna happen. <sighs> so it's, it's uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's worse than I thought. <laughs> no, it's it's a whole game to them. And they'll go back and talk about it and be like, "Hey, I sat this person next to this person. How how long you think they gonna how they, how long how you think they gonna manage each other?" Yeah, mm, I hear just talk mm, really about students. Uh, you hear it. Yes. Yeah, I've heard it before. Oh. Them staff lounge rooms. Not, oh, I didn't hear it in the staff lounge room. It was in one of my teacher's rooms. I had walked in the classroom, and earlier, it was after class, but during the class period, someone had taken their phone out when the teacher was like, no phones until class is over, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so he was talking to the other teacher, and he said the student's name, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so took their phone out. I told him not to. Da -da -da. I had to do this, you know, yelled at them in front of the class. And I'm just standing there, and I'm like, Please keep going. <laughs> uh, first of all, why are you talking about the other student? Why are you saying names? Like, yeah, it was not that big of a deal. Second of all, why are you saying it around me? Mm. Like, could you just not? And mm. he wasn't asking for advice. Like, I understand. Like, hey, like, would you have handled the situation? Like, how would you have gone about it? But no, he was just bashing her. So, yeah. wow. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. at your big age. That's not at your big age. Adult <laughs> behavior. Like, we're not friends. We're like, I don't mind having a strong connection and relationship to better our classroom relationship, but we're not friends. You sh like this is not Gossip Girl. Like, it's not mm. like do, do your job. Do your Go job. ahead and grade the work. <laughs> like. So listen, we are running out of time for today. Um, I would like to thank you all for coming back for season three. I'm so excited to see uh, what this season is going to bring. Um, in two weeks, we will have a. Uh, a, an educator by the name of uh, Ernest Krim III. He is all over um, TikTok and we've used some of his videos here. He is going to join us as a guest and we're going to talk about, uh, I haven't decided on the topic, but we're going to talk about something. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be dope. It is, yeah. it is, I promise. Uh, <laughs> additionally, once again, we would just like to thank uh, the James B. McClatchy Foundation Lift and Left Local Voices Grant for helping us upgrade our lifestyle. Uh, over here in podcast life um and we'd also like to thank uh you all for tuning in and we hope that you will join us again 
next week uh as we figure out you know just we'll post the topic we ain't figured it out yet because we haven't had a chance to connect because these young people have been in the schools um but what i would like to say is uh the time is going to always now be 4 30 based on the california law that extended the school day we want to give our young people some time to get home and uh, acclimated uh, before we jump on air so join us next week 4 30 right here on facebook and youtube if you're not following us on spotify why not if you haven't subscribed to us on apple Podcasts, get it get it cracking uh we need your participation and we need you in the building uh so with that uh i don't know are we still doing the wave for season three we're gonna hit you with the yeah. wave okay, wait. Uh, oh. wait no, no girl, leave way. me alone we're gonna hit y'all with the wave we'll catch you right here next yeah. monday at 4 30 <laughs> east uh pacific standard time 7 30 eastern on hey. three which way you going you yeah, yeah. all right go yeah oh melissa hey. go go hey. melissa come on sam Oh, oh, yeah. Check y'all out next week. Peace. Tell stories about the man. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry. Yeah, I got it. I could.